This is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents and in our continuing series of interviewing uh, candidates for town election. I'm uh, very happy and privileged to have Camille Bernstein today to the uh, show. Uh, Camille is a candidate for the school committee here in Franklin. Uh, Camille, where, where did you grow up? So I was born in Panama Canal Zone on a army installation and I moved to Kentucky and my father retired from the military. I was raised in Kentucky, went to school in Memphis and I actually went on an ROTC scholarship. I needed money for school. Um, and my four brothers and my mother and father were all in the military so it was familiar to me. I always wanted to be a teacher from age six but um, I delayed it um, to serve in the military for four years. I worked at Walter Reed Army Medical Center as a medical um, service officer, and it was a terrific experience. I'm actually glad I delayed being a teacher because I, I don't think I would have been a patient a teacher, mature a teacher, if I hadn't gone through the military first. I was kind of a nerd in school, and I just would have not understood kids who didn't like school. So the four years gave me a great um, sense of responsibility and maturity, and um, I absolutely enjoyed my time in the military in Washington, D.C. What did you do at Walter Reed again, specifically? Walter Reed, I was the hospital administrator for the cardiology department, the nephrology department, and the radiology department. So what did what duties did that involve? Well, I was an administrative officer, so I didn't yeah. take care of patients, but um, I did budget, I did um, evaluations, um, I um, helped, uh, that was in the mid-90s and they were moving to digital technology and informatics, so I learned a lot about that. Um, it was a great experience, mm -hmm. um, but I always wanted to be a teacher, so I applied to graduate schools all over, and I came up to Boston, and I fell in love with the area, and I got a job at Natick High School in 2000, and I haven't really left since then. Did you go to undergraduate school? I went to undergraduate. The military? Yes. In Memphis, I went to a little school called Rhodes College. and. Um, I loved that school. I had really tiny classes, and I was friends with many of my professors. And um, and then I moved up to Boston to go to grad school here. What did you major in? English literature. English literature. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is great. That is, you know, Memphis. Uh, I I have two radio programs that I do music on, and Jim Derrick, uh, the co-host, has his own program on the blues. Yes. And we both want to go to Memphis uh, because it's the home of the blues, and there is a blues museum in yes. Memphis. Have you been there? I have, and Beale Street. I actually went back, I think, three years ago and went to Beale Street, and there's just music playing everywhere. That's really fun, and it's an exciting city. They've, it's really come up quite a bit. Wow, wow, that is great. So you went to graduate school uh, here in Massachusetts? Here in Boston. Wh which one? I went to Harvard Graduate wow. School of Education. How? Wow. And that was a terrific experience. Um, my um, education was focused mostly on urban education, but I was placed in Arlington at a high school. Um, mm -hmm. I had trained to become a middle school teacher, but I was placed in high school and I loved it. I applied to 
I can't remember how many schools. And I happened to get a job in Natick, and I stayed there for 22 years. You're still there? I'm still there. And what do you teach in Natick? I teach English. Um, this year it's 10th graders, but I've taught most levels, most grades, um, a number of electives, and um, I, just, I just love it. So we can understand why somewhat you're running for school committee. But are you running for school committee because you're a teacher, or are you running it, running for it because you're a parent, or, or because there's something you want to change in Franklin? There, I don't have a particular goal or aim. I don't. Um, I've been very satisfied with my kids' teachers. With I have two children, uh, age 11 and 13, and they're at Annie Sullivan. Um, and I've been really happy with their education from kindergarten on. So I. There isn't something that I'm looking to change. I just feel as though a teacher's perspective and a teacher leader's perspective would be helpful. Um, I guess the incentive for me has been the last um, number of years, I know that our budget has been really difficult and the superintendent and the town council is aware of it, has been made aware of it before the pandemic. Um, so I, th I think what really motivated me was um, the how upset the town was and I was about how many teachers were pink slipped last year, 103 teachers. And I just want to make sure that our um, district is well-funded so that we can keep teachers and have a continuity of teachers and not feel as though we're always hiring new teachers. Because um, with, if you're able to keep attract and keep teachers, then you can build institutional knowledge, you can build more of a community rather than spending the time and effort educating brand new teachers each year. And why are we, why is Franklin having a turnover of teachers? Well, from what I've heard is um, some of it is the instability of the budget. I know that if I were um, a younger teacher, I might be concerned about my job getting cut. And so I might look to other districts. Um, I know that I wasn't savvy enough when I started two decades ago to look around for salaries. I was just happy to get a job. But I know that um, younger teachers are more um, savvy and more um, informed about salaries and also um, the sense of, and, and I don't mean to suggest that Franklin's not doing this, but I think a strong mentorship program is important for teachers because nationally 30% of teachers quit within the first five years. And mostly it's because of burnout, stress, lack of support. Um, so even though most of us teachers aren't thinking about the budget on a daily basis, that stress of um, having a budget, and Franklin is in the, the bottom quartile per pupil spending. I think we're in the 22nd. Um, percentile for per pupil spending. So I think for a number of years that's been touted as look how low our taxes are and what we can still do with not much of a budget. Um, and I'm, I'm just not sure that's fair um, because I think it's a, um, a wise person once told me that you get the union you deserve and I think you get the school district you deserve and it really shows what our values are by funding the district and making sure that the teachers and the administrators aren't struggling every single year to justify um, every single penny that they're spending. Certainly there should be um, audits and there should be responsible use, but um, the idea that our teachers can't feel as though 
um, they will have a job the next year is a concern. Well, part one of that is the enrollment. In other words, if the enrollment is on the decline, mm -hmm. uh, yes, some people are, you're not going to need. Sure. Is Franklin, and Franklin enrollment is on the decline. Is yes. that correct? From what I know, now, obviously I haven't studied this yeah. uh, as closely yeah. as somebody else who might have been on the committee. Um, but I think across the state there's a decline. Yeah, and because there is also a question of the use of buildings. Yes. And, and that use of buildings is related uh, to a decline in, in enrollment. Yes, so the, um, there, is, there are plans to do the master facilities um, analysis of all of the buildings. I think um, across the board, mm -hmm. all of the buildings for mm -hmm. all the departments. And that, I'm sure, along with the planned budget audit, will give us a lot of information about um, where the physical um, and enrollment capacity are used at what schools and what buildings. And yeah. Now, the buildings in Franklin, I would say, compared to other communities, have got to be fairly new buildings. And some of these buildings, I would anticipate, are probably almost paid for. That I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked into that. The other, the other uh, part um, of the uh, enrollment program is that the town of Franklin is becoming richer the medium income in Franklin is drastically rising, mm -hmm. going up significantly. As I understand, state aid uh, is related to income of the community. So Franklin years ago received much more money from the state because our income as a whole was on a much lower level. Uh, now it's on a much higher level so the income from the state uh, funding is uh, lower. So that is part of the uh, economic squeeze. Am I correct in saying that? Yes, and I think that as uh, school committee members, we can use our voices to um, pressure, I'll use that word, pressure the state to look at the funding formula and see whether it makes sense. Now Franklin is uh, legally of funding whatever the state commitment minimum is. I mean, I don't want to leave the impression with no. anyone that we we are not living up to our responsibility. In fact, I would even go, go so far as to say we're probably even funding higher than than the, what the minimum is. I'm not sure I understand your question. The state requires each community, they give them a number to the town at which level they must fund the school mm -hmm. system. All right. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that the town of Franklin is meeting that minimum requirement that the state imposes and probably is, uh, is above that uh, minimum requirement. I couldn't speak to that. Right. Um, I do think that we need to look at the town budget. We need to see how much we allocate to the schools and we need to see whether our needs have changed. Um, expenses go up. Um, we've expanded the role of um, schools in the two decades 
that I've been in education, in public education, the role of the school has expanded. Um, the concern for um, students' social and emotional learning, it wasn't when I first started. I delivered curriculum, that was it. Um, now uh, the school is really wraparound services for students for their social, mental, emotional health as well as well as their academic and career preparedness. So I think there's a lot more pressures, a lot more needs than ever before. And we just have to make sure that our budget is reflecting not only what our students are required to have, but also what they might need and also our goals for them as members of society. You mentioned that you studied urban uh, in your, in your uh, college Mm -hmm. You started urban teaching. A couple of decades Cu ago. A couple of decades ago. So I don't profess to be yeah, any right. kind of expert. But isn't urban schools need to provide much more services and uh, support systems than, say, the Franklin school system? only because of the income inequalities? I don't think it's necessarily income because I don't want to um, fall into a trap of thinking that people with less financial needs are necessarily not meeting their children's emotional needs because I teach in a pretty affluent um, town and over the two decades the needs of the students have increased um, exponentially. Um, I think part of it too is uh, students are, and children and families are much more open than they used to be about struggles that they're having. Um, mental health is destigmatized, and if the school is aware of um, mental health or emotional issues, then we respond to it. We also are um, would like to collaborate more with businesses, um, help prepare kids for the workforce, offer um, unique programs. Technology costs a lot of money, so I think. Um, we have to look at a 21st century budget um, for a 21st century student. And I'm not sure, I, I'm not pretending to know that, um, but I think that it's important that we see whether we are putting um, money where we say our values are. Um, one of the needs, uh, drugs and uh, marijuana and alcohol abuse, is that one of the things you're talking about or are you talking about something entirely different? Oh, I'm talking about the full span of human experience. I think, I think it's not just substance abuse, but it's also um, students need to um, feel safe or um, to, to deal with human anxieties. I think, um, I don't think we're unique, unique in, um, I don't mean to say things were so much better in the past and things are terrible now, but um, students are, and staff as well, are more likely to admit to needing help. And when you know of an issue, you respond to that issue. Franklin just received over a million dollars for coronavirus relief. Apparently they, before you even become a school member, apparently that money is going to be allocated. Mm -hmm. uh, do you agree or have you had a chance to look at how that money is being allocated? From what I understand, um, the district is uh, focusing on adjustment counselors and help because um, although I'm not someone who is obsessed with learning loss, um, I think back to World War II, people weren't asking your MCAS scores or how much you lost during those four years. Um, 
it was, it, the pandemic is, was, and continues to be a traumatic experience, a universal experience. But um, even among my friends, neighbors, family members, and my students, uh, the experience and the impact of that has been, um, var varies. Um, my husband and I, as teachers, kept our jobs. Um, I was able to teach from home safely. My children both stayed home. So um, although there were scary moments, although there was inconvenience, although there was, um, you know, it was, it was a difficult time, um, for our family, it was also a time that we grew closer together and got to s experience something special. But that's not true for many families. Families lost their jobs. They were um, in essential positions where they faced much more peril than we did. Um, I read a statistic the other day that 40,000 kids across the United States lost a primary caregiver to COVID. Um, some students are still um, suffering from those difficulties. I had students who um, were responsible for their younger siblings' education, making sure they logged on, making sure they got, um, were babysat. Um, I had students who took extra jobs because their parents um, lost their jobs and they had to help out. Um, I had students experience extreme isolation, um, d despite the fact that they're more connected than ever before. Um, that digital interaction is not the same as a human interaction. And um, although I think that we sometimes think this generation is digitally connected, so they're completely savvy, that many of my students experienced extreme loneliness and um, felt as though their social skills have um, been eroded through the, and we've gone through something traumatic as a nation. So I think that um, where we can spend and I don't pretend now to, to, to suggest to the administrators or the superintendent where they spend the money, but I do think where we can help um, students recover from that trauma, help students um, re-engage in the community and the, the social aspects of school, then that's a money well spent. The state tests have indicated apparently that, that were just taken this year, that there was a lowering of uh, of standards between now and pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. Should we allocate in the school day more time to teach English and math and uh, other particular areas to help the students uh, catch up in, in uh, math and science and English? I don't think more time in the school day. Um, I think uh, I've been very happy this year that my district has allocated money to lower class sizes. And for the first time in 22 years, I have the number of students that my professional organization thinks that an English teacher should have. And how, much is, how many is that? I have 82. And I've had as many as 135. Um, it's That's over the day. Over the day, it's, yeah, not in one class. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so what is the? Uh, how many periods do you teach? So I teach five periods, and in some classes I have fifteen, some classes I have twenty, but it's capped at twenty. And this truly is the first year that I can offer timely feedback. I can get to know all my students. I I, I was thinking about this um, four years ago um, when I was watching the. Um, 
the debates, the primary debates, mm -hmm. the Republican primary debates, and there were 18 people on stage, and they were all complaining that um, they didn't get enough time to speak. Um, and I thought, well, I have 28 students in my class, and I want them to be able to speak, and they got three hours on stage to speak. So um, this is the first year that I can make sure all of my students can speak in class and participate. I can nudge them. I can give them timely feedback. and. Um, Honestly, for the first time in 22 years, I have more of a work-life balance than I've ever had um, with the amount of data and the amount of grading and the amount of planning. One of the paramount uh, responsibilities of the school committee is to review the superintendent's job performance mm -hmm. and, if ever necessary, to select a school superintendent. Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, an opinion about the present school committee? Uh, the present superintendent of schools? I've been really pleased with her transparency and her communication. I cannot imagine, so I've never wanted to be an administrator, but I would definitely never want to be an administrator in the middle of a pandemic. And to have that many constituents, um, whether it be the state, whether it be the CDC, whether it be the local health board, whether it be parents, whether it be students, whether it be the the Athletic Association, I think that she has handled an inordinate amount of stress, an inordinate amount of um, pressure um, with grace and um, with, uh, I, I've respected her, her performance. The uh, age of your children, 10 and 13. 11 and 13. 11 and 13, is somewhat of an interesting age. Mm -hmm. They're too young. I mean, they're too old to have babysitters. Mm -hmm. They're too young to work. Is at children or students at that age, does there need to be a teen center or some other center that uh, or, or activity for uh, students that age to go to? Or is Franklin uh, really rounded in all aspects of uh, uh, for uh, students that want extracurricular activity or extra uh, or things to do, or places I, to go. I do think there's quite a number of clubs and extracurricular activities to choose from. However, for, um, I think for this generation, so many of their activities are supervised and planned and um, overseen by adults. It would be nice if they had um, a teen center. I remember when I first moved here, they had that great, um, uh, theater where you could see second-run movies. Do you remember that? It was downtown. For five bucks, you could see a movie that was... Well, I, mo I remember the old movie theater, but yeah. I also remember uh, where the fire station is now part of it. There used to be a, a teen community center. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, 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 I imagine that was before your time. <laughs> it, well, I moved here, I think, 2003, so it was... I don't remember it then. No, no. Um, but we also lost the the bowling alley. Yeah. Um, I know my kids love to ride their bikes around, but and they hang out at the Common or they go to um, a coffee shop downtown. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be great for them to have a place where they can hang out that wasn't always supervised by parents. Because I think sometimes um, I'm nostalgic for the time. I, I Most of my generation, our parents would say, leave and don't come back till the sun comes down. And they wouldn't know where we were. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a freedom in that. Um, that I try to encourage my own kids, get out of the house, get out of the house. There is another thing uh, of parents uh, taking the children 
I use the uh, Paul Foliage maybe as an example, to take kids and, and take off and see the Paul Foliage and yet maybe stop somewhere at a maple sugar placing or somewhere where it explains the science mm -hmm. of why the leaves are turning uh, colors. Mm -hmm. and, and, and do you take your, your kids to science or museums or zoos or? Yes, um, not as much anymore. They still like to go, but it's not like it used to be. Um, when they were really young, I approached my administration and I said, I teach five classes, alternating days. If I could put all four of my classes on one day and then teach the other class online, I could be home with my children. So they agreed. They let me do it for three years. So every fourth day, I was home with my own kids who were, I guess they were like one and three at the time and we would we called them mama days and by we had a little poem like rain or shine out of the house by nine and we went to parks we went to the Ecotarium we went to the Providence Children's Museum we went on hikes um, we had a great time I mean hands-on you know anything with animals or farms it, it, I'm there um, and I kind of miss that they're that age with that wonder but you know I can still convince them is are the unions and either the town or the school administration much closer in in the vision of schools, or is there still great divide between uh, uh, the union, uh, what they see needs to happen in schools, and what? I don't think so, and I particularly appreciate that Franklin, when it talks about social and emotional learning and wellness, it talks about the staff. It explicitly mentions the staff and the health and wellness and um, uh, happiness of the staff. And I think that um, teachers are by nature giving people, but very often they can be asked to give and give and give and very often they don't understand or don't have time or aren't encouraged to do their own self-care. Um, I am not intimately familiar like I am with my own district mm. about the, um, the relationship between the union and the school committee, but I did serve as uh, president of my teacher's union for four years and we had an amicable relationship almost all the 20 years that I've been there, we've had an amicable relationship. And um, one thing that I learned from uh, the HR director, who's since become a mentor and friend to me, is that um, demonization of somebody else doesn't work. You know, you don't have, oh, she went to the dark side. She turned to administration. We all have the best interest of children and community at heart. We just might approach it in different ways. And so I've always carried that with me since um, since I uh, left the position as president. And I um, would hope that that would continue in Franklin as well. Camille, what is the question that I haven't asked you that you would love to address? Well, I guess, um, how can people tell me what they think and what concerns they have and what goals they have for the district. I do have a Facebook page if you search Camille Bernstein for school committee and um, I'd like people to notice that page and see that there is a Google form on it um, where I ask. I'm all ears. I want to hear what your goals are because I come with my own experience 
um, as a mother and a teacher, but of course I'm coming with a limited experience and blind spot. So if people could, I've had the form up for a couple of weeks and I've only got two responses. So I'd love for people to tell me what they think. Well, Camille, the election is on uh, November 2nd. That's right. Uh, Tuesday from uh, six to eight o'clock. That's right. In the Franklin uh, Gymnasium. But you can also vote by mail or you can vote at the uh, town clerk's office. I think on the 23rd and 24th. I believe so. Yes. So both uh, Camille and uh, myself, Frank Falvey, uh, want to see you at the polls. Yes. And that's another place you can stop if you have a last minute question. Absolutely. And absolutely uh, uh, ask Camille. Uh, so we're both wishing you a great day and we really want you to uh, look at all the candidates running for town office, not just school committee, uh, town clerk, the planning board, the town council, and really devote some time to evaluating the candidates. Absolutely. Thank so you, nice to meet Camille you, Frank. Bernstein, for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.